Hi, I'm Tom Field of CIO Magazine. Welcome to HP's Business Technology Podcast Series, in which we discuss strategies and solutions to help you get the most out of your IT investments. In this podcast, we'll hear from HP's experts on advancements in blade server technology. Hi, I'm Bill Dickey, and I'm going to talk about the interconnect options for HP Blade System. One of the major benefits of HP Blade System is the ability to integrate network connections directly into the server system. The new C-Class enclosures greatly enhance this. With two or four NICs built into every server and two or three PCI Express mezzanine cards on each server blade, and four independent high-performance I.O. channels running to the eight interconnect bays, C-Class gives you unprecedented performance and flexibility for connecting to your servers. HP Blade System has always offered world-class Ethernet and fiber channel switches, and will continue to do so. Blade System switches are a terrific way to reduce cabling and extend your favorite networks right up to the server blades. At C-Class launch, we'll offer a brocade 4 gigabit per second fiber channel switch. It'll come with three versions, 12-port, uh, 24-port, and 24-port with power pack. All ports will be uh, 1, 2, and 4 gigabits uh, auto-sensing, and C-Class can support up to six switches per enclosure. We also realize many customers have standardized on other fabric brands, and we'll offer solutions for those needs before the end of the year. C-Class will also offer Ethernet switches from Cisco and Blade Network Technologies. Uh, that's the new name for the Nortel spinoff company that makes the switches for HP Blade System. They've always made terrific switches, and they'll continue to do that for us. Uh, the BNT offering is the GBE2C switch, which will have the same features as today's GBE2 Layer 2 switch, plus be upgradable to Layer 3 in the future. It'll have five 1 gigabit RJ45 uplink ports and is designed for low-cost, high-performance Ethernet connectivity. The Cisco switch will be a Catalyst 3020 switch with Layer 2 Plus functionality, similar to our P-Class CGSM switch uh, today. It will have eight configurable uplink ports that can all support copper media, and four of which can support fiber media. Customers will have the ability to buy support from Cisco and roll this switch under an existing support contract with Cisco. C-Class also offers a brand new choice, InfiniBand. We'll offer a 12-port, 4X, double data rate InfiniBand switch. It'll be the highest performing uh, InfiniBand switch available in Blade servers when we launch it in Q3 this year. We'll also continue to offer pass-through modules that allow you to connect your server NICs and HBAs directly to outside switches in those situations where you have to have a one-to-one -one connection. Our HP Blade System interconnect options have been very popular in P-Class, but some customers are not completely satisfied with the switch and pass-through choices. And so we've developed a new category of interconnect devices for those situations where the other offerings just don't meet all of their needs. These new devices are called Virtual Connect Modules, and we'll offer them for Ethernet and fiber channel connections. We've designed a Virtual Connect architecture into the C-Class Blade System infrastructure to enable the devices. Virtual Connect is the simplest and most flexible connection to your networks. It simplifies your networks by reducing the number of I.O. cables without adding switches to manage. It simplifies your connections by cleanly separating the server enclosure from the LAN and the SAN networks. And it allows you to change servers in minutes, not days. You can add, move, or replace a server without impacting the LAN or SAN networks. It allows the network and storage administrators to get out of the business of server maintenance. 
Though blade system Ethernet and fiber channel switches work very well and integrate completely with your data center networks, we continue to hear from customers that they feel that the only real choices they have from anyone's blade servers are too many cables or too many switches. In a, in a dense blade system environment with lots of NICs and HVAs, you can easily have 300 or more interconnect cables coming out of a single rack. Besides being a mess to deal with, this is prone to human error as people have difficulty uh, connecting and disconnecting, trying to find the right, right connector to get to and pull the right cable out without accidentally pulling out the wrong one. Pass-through modules uh, or patch panels, as we used to call them, are also the most expensive way to connect to your networks. Uh, when you add up the cost of the many more switch ports you have to have at the other end of those cables for your large Ethernet or fiber channel director class switches, it just gets way too expensive. And as great as our Cisco, BNT, and Brocade switches are, they also turn out to be too small for some data centers. For example, a Cisco Catalyst 6513 standalone network switch is very popular and can connect to over 400 server ports in one switch to manage. Our integrated blade system switches can only connect to 16 server ports because that's as many servers as we can put in one enclosure. Now, HP blade system switches are larger than our competitors can offer uh, since they have fewer servers per enclosure, but they're still small. It would take 26 of our blade system switches to provide the number of server connections that a single Catalyst 6513 can and each switch must be managed individually by the network group. So sometimes our customers like our switches but don't buy them because they don't want to manage so many small switches. Fiber channel switches not only run into the same management challenge, they have a more concrete restriction. Every sand fabric has an upper limit on the number of switches it can include. The number varies depending on switch vendor, but limits of 24, 40, and 56 apply to the most popular fiber channel vendors. In data centers with large SANs, these numbers are just too small to accept a, small, a lot of small blade server switches. So even though our fiber channel switches work well, we have some customers who cannot use them. The switch limitation I mentioned is a result of blade server architectures, but the next problem is true for all server systems, whether blades or not. When a server is added, moved, or replaced, the networks are affected and everyone must follow the moving server. Uh, Ethernet networks don't really know about servers. They just track the MAC addresses on the NICs that are on the server and make sure those da that, that data gets to and from those MAC addresses. Likewise, fiber channel SANs don't know about the servers either. They just track the worldwide names or worldwide IDs of the HBAs, which is uh, host bus adapters, on the servers and make sure that the data gets to and from those worldwide names. The makers of NIC chips embed a default MAC address in each chip. It's registered with the IEEE and guaranteed to be unique. And the same thing happens with worldwide names and HBA chips. Usually, server makers use the MAC addresses and worldwide names on the NICs and the HBAs. So when a server is moved, the MAC addresses, worldwide names go with it, and, another and if another server replaces it, the new one will have different MAC addresses and worldwide names. This means that the LAN and SAN networks have to be told every time uh, there's a change made uh, when a, whenever a server is added, moved, or replaced. So LAN and SAN administrators have to routinely be involved in server maintenance. We don't think of this as unproductive. It's just the way it works today. But when you think about it, this is terribly unproductive for everybody. When a server needs to be added or replaced or moved, the server administrator must deal with the server itself and whatever needs to be done. And then he has to schedule a meeting with the LAN and SAN administrators to explain what is needed and get it on their calendars so they can change the network connections. 
Then he has to get in line and wait for them to get that task done. Uh, the land and sand administrators must stop what they're doing and schedule this work into their busy calendars and then accomplish it. All told, planning and executing the deployment of a new server or replacing one can take days to weeks or else they can do it in a hurry. Uh, but then it's very disruptive to operations as land and sand people have to drop what they're doing to help with the server change. You know, something to think about here is that process speed often depends on how many people are involved. Uh, a 30-minute task isn't done in 30 minutes if it takes three people in three days to schedule it. Virtual Connect solves these problems and makes your IT operations change ready. Virtual Connect reduces the number of cables without adding switches to manage and doesn't count against your fiber channel fabric uh, switch limit. It maintains end-to-end -end connections of your favorite brands of switches like Cisco, Nortel, McData, Brocade. It cleanly separates the server enclosure from the LAN and SAN administration. No more switches in the same enclosure with the servers. And it relieves this, the LAN and SAN administrators from server maintenance without affecting their authority and responsibility over the networks. It makes your data center change ready. You can add, replace, move servers without affecting the LANs or the SANs at all. With Virtual Connect, you can change servers when your business needs it, not just when you can fit it into everybody's schedule. How does the Virtual Connect architecture do this? Well, it has two elements. Um, first, it has a reduction of cables without adding switches. And the second is the server edge virtualization that allows servers to change without affecting the networks. The Ethernet cable reduction is accomplished with an Ethernet bridge that remains static after configuration. It doesn't participate in spanning tree or other protocols that require network management. It supports a variety of port aggregation technologies and VLAN tagging and looks like a group of NICs to the, to the LAN. Fiber channel cable reduction is accomplished with an HBA aggregator that uses an N-port ID virtualization, shortened for NPIV. This is an ANSI T11 industry standard for fiber channel. It's supported by all the major sand fabric manufacturers, and its purpose is to allow multiple HBAs to connect to a single switch port, so it works very well as an HBA aggregator. The SAN sees virtual connect ports as a group of HBAs. In virtualizing the server edge, virtual connect sets up an abstraction layer between a pool of up to four enclosures with 64 server blades and the external Ethernet and fiber channel networks. Instead of using the default MAC addresses and worldwide names on the chip that the manufacturers uh, provide, Virtual Connect applies another set of unique MAC addresses and worldwide names and administers them locally. The Virtual Connect modules hold these addresses constant so that as a server is added, moved, or replaced, the networks don't see any change to the MAC addresses and the worldwide names. As far as the LAN and SAN are concerned, nothing has happened at all. Nothing and nothing needs to be adjusted so their administrators don't need to get involved. The LAN and SAN administrators are relieved of unnecessary work. The server administrator can make all the changes very quickly because, uh, by himself because he's using the Virtual Connect user interface. Uh, fundamentally, the Virtual Connect architecture doesn't eliminate the work that LAN and SAN administrators do. It just allows them to do everything at one time during configuration and deployment and then doesn't require them to get involved again whenever servers need to be changed. So their workflow is more efficient and they can spend more of their time building and maintaining the networks instead of accommodating server changes. During deployment, the LAN and SAN administrators decide which subnets might never need to be available to the pool of up to 64 servers, and then those networks are connected to the Virtual Connect Ethernet modules. 
Likewise, the SAN and server administrators decide which SANs might sometime be needed for the server, for the pool of servers, and those connections are made to the Virtual Connect fiber channel modules. The server administrator then uses a Virtual Connect user interface to make the connections from each NIC and each HBA on each server to the LANs and the SANs that they need to be uh, connected to. Later, if he needs to, to move a server or add network connections, he can do it with a simple point-and-click interface. He can install and make any changes he wants whenever he wants uh, without the LAN or SAN seeing any change at all. He can do it without needing to schedule time or interact with the LAN and SAN people. Uh, the job is done more quickly. Everybody is more productive. Um, you know, as some examples, uh, I have several examples of this. In, a, in your particular situation, you may not think that you change servers very often. Well, server change is really more, uh, more than just about frequency of changes. It's also about the speed of changes. Both are very important. You may be thinking you don't need to deploy, remove, replace, upgrade, or add a new server very often, but as most companies are pushing their IT staffs to manage more servers per person, you may find that you have more of these uh, actions needed than you realize. But also, think about actions that could make you more effective if you had a way to do them. For example, most enterprise IT operations have separate environments for application development, test, and production. The, the new application must meet certain quality and stability criteria to move from one environment to the next. Uh, but each time you need to move a server from development to test or back again, uh, the server administrator needs help with the LAN and SAN changes. With Virtual Connect, all three environments can be connected to the Virtual Connect domain, and then the server administrator can move the network connections from one environment to the next with a keystroke and move it back and forth as easily uh, just as, whenever he needs to. Server change is also about how fast it can be done. The normal approach today takes at least days and often weeks to make the most routine of changes. That time can be reduced to minutes when the server administrator has all of the controls at his fingertips. When I talk with IT departments about Virtual Connect and what it can do, they often come up with applications that solve major problems for them. One example is a large company that deploys lots of new servers. They like to buy a rack, uh, buy an entire rack, fill it with enclosures, partially fill it with server blades, wire everything up so they get as close as possible to a wire once. Uh, the thing that stands in the way that every, is that every time they buy and add a new server later, uh, they need to get help connecting the LANs and the SANs. Uh, with Virtual Connect, they told me what they would do is all of these steps up front plus they would assign all the MAC addresses and the worldwide names for the server slots, even if they were empty. Then when a new server is added, the server administrator can install it, make the network connections uh, with our user interface, and put it into service all by himself, a huge savings in time and labor. Another company told me they have a network operations center and seven regional data centers. Uh, each data center has a SAN, but no storage administrator because they're very lightly staffed. So when a server needs to be changed at any regional data center, they have to fly a storage specialist to that location just to update the SAN. With Virtual Connect, they can keep the storage specialist home, keep him more productive, save travel expenses, and make the server change faster, a major win on all accounts. So what are the product features? Well, there are two orderable Virtual Connect products, the Virtual Connect Ethernet module and the Virtual Connect Fiber Channel module. They plug into the interconnect bays instead of Ethernet or fiber channel switches or pass-through modules. Uh, I have one here, a Virtual Connect Ethernet module. It has 16 
one gigabit connections running across the signal midplane to the servers. That's back down on the backside. And it has one 10 gigabit Ethernet cross connection across the midplane for stacking purposes. And then on the external ports here, it has eight one gigabit Ethernet RJ45 copper Ethernet uh, ports and two 10 gigabit Ethernet CX4 copper Ethernet ports uh, that, uh, that then can connect up to your, uh, up to your networks. All are live at the same time, and if you use one of the ports as a stacking connection to another module, you can make four enclosures into a single Virtual Connect domain where any NIC on any server can pass signals through to any external port. This provides a very high-performance, flexible connection to all of your LAN subnetworks. The Virtual Connect Fiber Channel module has 16 4 gigabit per second fiber channel connections running down over the signal mid-plane back to the servers, and it has four 1, 2, and 4 gigabit per second auto-sensing fiber channel connections available to connect with your data center SANs. There's much more to say about Virtual Connect, but I've run out of time. Just please remember that Virtual Connect simplifies your networks by reducing number of I.O. cables without adding switches to manage. It simplifies your connections by cleanly separating the server enclosure from the LAN and SAN networks. And it allows you to change servers in minutes, not days. You can add, move, or replace a server without impacting the LAN or the SAN at all. It allows network and storage administrators to get out of the business of server uh, maintenance. I haven't had time in this presentation to cover all the details of our C-Class network interconnect options. We offer industry-leading switches that can integrate smoothly and directly into your networks, and we offer Virtual Connect, the simplest and most flexible connection to your networks. So please contact your HP Blade System salesperson for more information and help in choosing the best options for your situation. Thank you. Thank you, listeners, for tuning into this podcast. To learn more about how HP Blade Systems deliver better business outcomes, visit www.hp.com slash go slash blades. For HP, I'm Tom Field. Thank you.